Hello, folks. We've got Dave here to pose in the Matrix. How are you? Hope you're doing well. <clears throat> uh, it is currently five <clears throat> five minutes to 11 on the 1st of October in the year of our Lord, 2021. Um, yesterday, while we were <clears throat> doing the show, Brian and I, um, I should say before we started doing the show, I was looking up material for the show. And I kept coming across this name, Liana Wen, L-E-A-N-A, last name W-E-N. And I can only <clears throat> equate her to being akin to uh, maybe what Tokyo Rose was. or um, I've got a whole list of them here, folks. Yeah, Tokyo Rose um, in the Pacific Theater in World War II. <clears throat> Axis Sally was in the uh, European Theater. And both were uh, very skilled and adept at spreading disinformation, trying to get our soldiers to lay down their arms and surrender to either the Nazis, as is the case with Axis Sally, or to the Japanese, which was the case with uh, Tokyo Rose. Uh, trying to spread, spread propaganda, both of them, to uh, take away the uh, the spirit of the soldiers, take away the want to fight, make everything look hopeless and make everything look like uh uh, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't, you know, we're going to win anyway, so why should you fight? Um, she had, they both had equals um, during uh, the Korean War, which is where my dad fought. Um, they had somebody named Seoul City Sue, who did basically the same thing as Tokyo Rose and um, Axis Sally did. And in uh, Vietnam, they had uh, Hanoi Hanton, or excuse me, Hanoi Hanna. Um, and all these, uh, well, I know Tokyo Rose was um, was hunted down, and so was Axis Sally. Um, I don't know about whatever happened to, well, I know that Hanoi, um, Hannah stayed in Vietnam at the end of the war. And uh, and the one um, Seoul City Sioux um, stayed in uh, North Korea after the war ended, in North, the Korean War. And later on, she was shot as a spy. <laughs> so... These kind of things never prosper, you know, they never do. And uh, especially when it comes to communists, because they're your typical satanic cult. And once they're done using you, they kill you. That's why um, some of these leaders that we have that are trying to champion the Chinese cause. Um, hopefully, I, I read something recently that said that um, some of them had to change their heart because they finally started to realize that light bulb finally came on, folks. Um, state where they realized that, <clears throat> pardon me, folks, I got something down there. Um, they realized that if the Chinese did come and take over, uh, they're going to be some of the first people to be executed, uh, hung at the gallows, shot at a firing squad or whatever. I think the Chinese like to shoot people at firing squads. Um, uh, so anyway, that's, that's basically, they, they've come to that knowledge and now they're starting to move against the, uh, the idea that maybe it's a good idea to have the Chinese come and intervene and take over our, our country. So that having been said, um, uh, and having introduced to you the, uh, the heroines of, uh, of, uh, the heroines of Hitler, the, uh, the, uh, I don't know what titles to give. I didn't think about this before I started, but Heroines of Hitler really kind of goes together. Uh, the heroine of Hanoi. Um, and by heroin, I mean a female hero, not, uh, not the drug heroin. Although some 
aspects of both can be uh, compared to one another. And Axis Sally is the other, or actually Tokyo Rose is the other, uh, the Japanese jewel. Okay. That's what we'll call her. Anyway, so I, I did a, a, some research on, on these, uh, on this lady. Uh, no, I'm sorry. She's not a lady. She's a woman. There's a big difference. And you ladies know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> if you're listening and you're a lady, and a lot of guys know it too. Um, years ago, I got into a kind of kerfuffle with um, some nurses on a nursing unit. And I worked down in Sacramento. And uh, and I walked into the unit and I, I just said, you know, hello, boys and girls, just kidding around, you know. And a lot of times when you say that, you know, you, most of the time you get a hello back or hi, how you doing? All this feminist looked at me <clears throat> and she says, we're not. We're not girls. We're lady. No, she said, we're women. And I said, okay. And I said, just bear in mind that all ladies are women, but not all women are ladies. <laughs> Better than me, uh, the quiet, cold shoulder for a good month and a half, uh, which is basically was doing me a blessing. You know, it's, I had nothing to say to those people up there. Most of them were, were, um, leaving, how do I put this, leaving their, um, their original, uh, sexual assignment in life and, and going over to the other side, you know, batting left-handed, whatever way you want to say it. Um, and so, yeah, the, <clears throat> there was an active recruiting <clears throat> of, of this going on. So, um, okay. So I want to get into this. Uh, first of all, I want to, I want to look at, um, something that, uh, uh where is it now? <laughs> okay. There was a man, and we're, I'm going to share a screen in a minute because when we start talking about Leanna Wynn, um, I want you to hear what she has to say because there's a lot of videos we're going to listen to. There's short clips, most of them, and there's also some reading we're going to do too. Um, but these two or three windows here, I'm going to go ahead and just read. Um, there was a guy, a Roman um, statesman back around, I think it was 64, was it 46 BC, named Cicero. And Cicero... Um, very smart man and very um, accurate at describing things and making it sound, making it easy for the common man to know what what was happening. And he kind of defined, um, he kind of defined uh, treason. Okay. And uh, I'm not going to read the first part. It's, it's garbage. It's not even his writing somebody else's anyway he said a nation can can survive its fools and even even the ambitious but it cannot survive the treason from within for the traitor appears not a traitor he speaks in the accents familiar to his victims and he appeals to the baseness that lies deep in the hearts of all men he rots the soul of a nation he works secretly and unknown in the night in the night to undermine the pillars of the city he infects the body politic so that it can no longer resist. A murderer is less to be feared. And that was Cicero, Roman statesman, and it was 42 BC. Okay. And so it kind of gives you an idea what I think of when I think of a, a traitor or, or treason and what they're, um, what they actually do. Not necessarily who they are, but what they actually do. Now let's look at, um, the U.S. Code, what the U.S. Code has to say about it, okay? 
All right. This is 18 U.S. Code, um, Section 2381, and it's the uh, definition of treason according to the United States Code. And it's basically the basic definition of treason anyway. But it says, uh, whoever, owing the allegiance to the United States, levies war against them or adheres to their enemies, that's the important part right there, giving them aid and comfort within the United States or elsewhere, is guilty of treason and shall suffer death or shall be imprisoned not less than five years and fined under this title, but not less than $10,000 and shall be incapable of holding any office under the United States. Okay. <clears throat> Pretty clear. So they, all these officials, now the lady, I said the lady again, the woman that we're going to talk about tonight, um, has not sworn allegiance, as far as I know, to the United States, although her parents probably did when they became citizens of the United States. And therefore, and it's kind of a gray area because, you know, children are under the authority of their parents until they're 18 years old, at least the way that's supposed to be. Nowadays, it's not. But um, according to <clears throat> what's always been, a person is, um, or a child, or a teenager, maybe we should say, is the property of their parents until, and their parents are responsible for them until they turn legal age and become an adult. And now that's 18, used to be 21. Um, so if, if two people come to the United States as um, uh, refugees who are fleeing from persecution, which is what her parents claim they were doing, then they're, they're becoming United States citizens and technically anyone in their household under the age of 18 or if it was 21 at the time, I don't remember. I don't know how old she is actually. It probably was 18. She's quite, quite young. But, um, so in proxy, her parents took the oath for her too. Okay. That's the way I look at it. That, as they say online all the time, now that is my opinion. And I think it stands pretty strong too, uh, with what you probably think about it. Um, I'm talking to my audience now, not somebody that's going to listen to this. That's not part of my audience, but my audience is a pretty good head. Our audience, I should say, because Brian's involved in this ministry as much as I am. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> sorry, folks. It's always something. When you when you go in to get on the radio and do something like this, especially when you call out somebody, something always goes on. Um but I'm going to keep going. I'm going to fight this thing and fight it right through until we get to the end of the show tonight. Um, <clears throat> just don't mind when I clear my throat every once in a while. Okay. Uh, so we have the, uh, the definition of treason by Cicero or what basically he, the job of a, a, a traitor is what he talked about and what the results of a traitor are. This is what a traitor is and the definition of a traitor. And so we kind of have an idea. Now that when we go to study this Leanne Wen, Leanna Wen, we can see what she says and we can, um, we can put it together with what the definition of treason is. And, um, sedition is another word that we could probably throw in there too, but we're not going to look at that tonight. Um, maybe it's a good idea. Let's look up sedition real quick. Okay. I hope you don't mind, but I, I think that maybe she's guilty of that, too. Uh, Sedition definition. Okay, here we go. 
conduct or speech inciting people to rebel against the authority of state or monarch. Ooh, okay. Okay. There we go. She's guilty of that, too. You'll see why. Because she's spreading propaganda in regard to COVID-19 and basically demonizing anybody that's not getting the death jab. Okay. And we're going to see where she trips up, too. I really apologize to this, folks. Perhaps I should go get something to drink. And maybe I'll do that if we have a video that goes on for a few minutes. But um, I don't want to leave you with dead air. That's that's happened a few times, and I've really regretted it and felt bad about it. So what we're going to do is we're going to go here, and then I'm going to hit that. And there, there's my screen. Okay. And don't let the pretty face fool you. Um, so many times a pretty face is, uh, what did it say? Helen of Troy uh, had a face that uh, launched a thousand ships. Uh, this face might sink a thousand ships when you think about what she's doing. And I'm talking about U.S. Navy ships. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go here. Here we are. And le- read a little biography about this creature. Um, let's see. Born. Uh, she was born when Linyan, uh, the 27th of January, 1983. So she's 38 years old and she was born in Shanghai, China. Bear in mind, she was not born in Taiwan. She was born in Shanghai. Okay. I don't know why her parents, oh, we'll see. Maybe we'll read it here. Um, <clears throat> here, early life and education. We'll just look at the early life. Born when Linyan. In Shanghai, January 27, 1983, to Ying Sandy Zhang and Zalo Wen. I know that I, I murdered that name. I'm sorry. Uh, Wen moved with her parents to the U.S. when she was eight. Okay, so she was under the authority of her parents <clears throat> and their house and a member of their household. So uh, by then, having the English name of Liana, I think it's supposed to be Cheryl Wen. Granted political asylum when Wen's family lived in Compton in East Los Angeles in Southern California. In 2003, Wen and her family became U.S. citizens. Okay. A little more about her her parents. Wen's mother, who died of breast cancer in 2010, first worked as a hotel room cleaner and a video store clerk before becoming an elementary school teacher. Her father delivered newspapers and, and was a dishwasher later serving as technology manager for the Chinese Daily News in Los Angeles. Okay, let's stop there. Now, I looked up the Chinese Daily News, and there is a paper called the Chinese Daily News. I don't know if it deals with Taiwan or um, or com- communist China, excuse me. But um, <clears throat> there is another um, news uh, source in the United States called the Chi- China Daily and the China Daily is actually run by the communist Chinese. So I don't know if they got this wrong or if they meant to say China Daily, the China Daily. Um, but I don't know. It just stinks. It really does. So, uh, But we can't really say much about that, right? Um, because we don't know. <clears throat> but you're going to see from what her the stance that she has, on this, especially on the subject of uh, vaccinations and the and the death shot, uh, the death jab, excuse me, uh, that she is no friend of you and me, no friend of the United States. 
and very critical of people who have decided not to get the death jab. Okay, and this down here talks about how she worked at um, different hospitals. Don't get me wrong. She, she's an intelligent woman, <clears throat> but I think that she's being used for nefarious purposes by the Chicoms. So, <clears throat> and somebody, you got to understand, where did the virus come from? It came from China. Where did it come from? A biological weapons lab in China. How did it get out of a, of a lab that's supposed to have so many stringent uh, rules and regulations for, you know, containment of something that gets loose? Well, maybe it wasn't an accident. I don't think it was an accident. <clears throat> I think it was on purpose. And I think it worked this way. It came to this country two ways. It came across the Pacific, um, which I'm really glad that Trump ended the, uh, the air travel at that time. But at that time, I think it was a little too late. And it also came to us via um, uh, through Asia and uh, into the Middle East and and then through Europe and then from Europe to the United States because uh, uh, Seattle and the West Coast and New York and the East Coast were the two places where it, it started out to be predominant. <clears throat> and um, that's that's no accident, I don't think. And it, it was at airports too, wasn't it? Yep. It was at airports. As a matter of fact, my wife and I came down with it um, – the end of January of 2020, we believe that we picked it up at the Chicago O'Hare Airport. Um, we heard at that same day <clears throat> that uh, some woman had uh, been at the airport and come down with, uh, been taken away actually to the hospital and she was diagnosed with COVID-19. And uh, the, the funny, well, not funny, but <clears throat> the odd part about it maybe, or the crazy part about it, I think that's the best way to put it is that we were dropped off at one concourse and we had to walk over two others, which you often have to do at O'Hare and always at Atlanta. Um, so we, we did, we walked over there and we got to our gate. There was, um, there was some medical personnel with, with some Chicago police and they had a woman on a stretcher, had her on oxygen. And after a while they wheeled her away. And personally, I think that that was a woman that had the COVID-19 and, uh, you know, of course, she was probably touching things all over the place there. We probably touched something she touched. I rubbed my eyes or I rubbed my nose maybe and and my wife too. And, and you know, bam, you know, a week and a half later, we're, we're down with the, uh, with the virus. And it, it was, I call it a virus because that's what everybody else calls it. I don't think it is, but <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, so we were down for a good week and a half and I've never had lung issues like that before. But we got over it. Our bodies fought it and we got over it. Um, that, and that's the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's that's an argument that can be made. So, okay, so we learned a little about her history, where she came from. She came from communist China. She came from there. And, and I like how they put here that her family um, <clears throat> came uh, as a result of political asylum. Now, that doesn't in itself doesn't mean anything. And let me tell you a little story. Okay. <clears throat> I know these people and I love them a lot, but I want to tell you how they got here. Okay. Um, there's a couple I knew they came from a foreign country that was part of the Soviet bloc. And that's all that you're going to find out about them. Okay. <laughs> uh, so they came from the Soviet bloc um, after the wall had fallen in Berlin and after um, Glasnost had occurred and, and, uh, and, Probably Boris Yeltsin was probably in office then. I don't remember which, but 
<clears throat> anyway, they uh, when when uh, their country was communist, his family, the husband's family, uh, were communist, and only because they wanted to survive and they wanted to to prosper because that's how you did it. You, you joined a communist party and uh, you got a better job than the people that didn't. You uh, you got a better apartment than the people that weren't part of the communist party and everything else. So, you know, everything was going along pretty good. And then all of a sudden the Soviet Union fell, um, they replaced by the Republic of Russia. And all of a sudden the people that were communist in her country or their country were seen as um, kind of like Nazis were seen after, or sympathizers to the Nazis were seen after World War II. Persecuted, um, uh, they weren't, weren't able to get work. They weren't able to have good uh, health care and stuff because people knew who they were and and uh, and reciprocated against them, even though they may not have done anything, um, you know, personally to, to the people that were persecuting them now. So anyway, they came to the United States because they were communists, or he was. Um, they were communists that were being persecuted. So they technically were uh, being persecuted and, and did fall under uh, political asylum. Uh, but so don't think that people that come to this country and, and apply for political asylum are ne- necessarily good people. Okay, now this couple was, don't get me wrong, but we got people like this um Liana Wen, born in communist China, born in Shanghai, and then comes to this country, and now she's belittling Americans, and that just doesn't wash as far as I'm concerned. Um, if she was a third or fourth generation American, that would be a different story, but she was born overseas, and she's now she's um, making people like us, people that don't want the vaccine, she's making us look like idiots and fools trying to pressure us into taking a vaccine by um, insulting us. So anyway, <clears throat> that having been said, let's go into, um, I've, I set this up last night. Hopefully it's going to do good, but we're going to go into some videos of her talking. And let's, let's before we do that, let's go into one other thing. Okay. Um, I do believe that in one of the videos, she talks about freedom of movement. And that we're, we're able to, she talks a lot about privileges instead of rights. Okay. And there is a difference. Privileges are granted by, by a higher authority like the government. Rights are given to us. Um, well, our rights here in the United States, um, originally came from God above, you know, um, so rights are granted by God and are irrevocable. Okay. Privileges are, are granted by governments and men and are revocable. So, you know, we have the, all the amendments of the Constitution, for, for especially the first 10 called the Bill of Rights, that tell us what we have the rights to do and what, and, you know, the, the, the flip side of that is if, you know, uh, you got to do those things or you got to be, allow those things or else you're, you're violating the law, the rules of uh, law against the people that you're trying to persecute or, or whatever. But um, so anyway, she uses the, the word privilege a lot. And one of the things that she says, um, and hopefully it's in one of these videos, is that our right to travel from state to state is a privilege. You couldn't be more wrong. 
Now she says, what she says, she says, as far as she knows, and she hasn't read, read anything um, that suggests that it's a right, but it, it's, but she's under the impression that's a privilege. Well, I'm sorry, sweetheart, <laughs> um, little China gal. Uh, you have to, you might be smart when it comes to medicine. You might be smart when it comes to science. Although, you know, endorsing this, this poison that they're injecting into people, um, uh, you, you're not that smart. Either that or you have, you have ulterior motives. And I think you do. And we'll talk about those toward the end. Um, so freedom of movement <clears throat> under the constitution or freedom of movement under United States law. Let's put it that way. Now, there are some things in the Constitution that suggest that we have freedom of movement, okay? As a matter of fact, the Founding Fathers, as far as I can read here, as far as I've researched, never thought that this would be a problem. They they just assumed that because the states were all united, the United States, that they would respect each other and that each state would respect the resident of the other state. It's it's a no back in the 1776 or 1780s when the Constitution was ratified, um, it was a no duh thing, you know, uh, no duh, you know, it's, it was, it was implied that because you were all a part of one country, although different states, that you all had the same right of freedom of travel. Okay. It's, it's a no brainer. It really is. Except if you're Leanna Wen, then it becomes a very complicated thing to try to understand. Or if you're a smart person and you're out to subvert American law, maybe it's not a hard thing to understand but you want to make people think it's hard to understand. So you make up all these lies in order to fool the people. And thus you have a traitor. Uh, <clears throat> okay. So uh, this one part, uh, I really, I really was happy. I found this. I was looking all over for this and it didn't take very long. Uh, Cause I read about it the other day. Cause somebody else made the same comment about what she said, that it's not a privilege. It's a right. Um, so it says the United States Supreme court also dealt the, dealt with the right of travel in the case of Sains versus Roe. Interesting, Roe again. I don't think it was the same Roe and Roe versus Wade, but it seems like uh, the Roe family is quite litigious. <laughs> um, so that was uh, 526 U.S. Code 489, uh, evaluated or determined in 1999. This is in that case, Justice Paul, John Paul Stevens, writing for the majority, held that the United States Constitution protected three separate aspects of the right to travel among the among the states. The first one, the right to enter one state and leave another, an inherent right with historical support from the Articles of Confederation. Folks, if you've not read the Articles of Confederation, go get yourself read on those, because these are the, the Articles of Confederation are the the um, <clears throat> the founding fathers writing back and forth to one another, trying to decide what way they were going to frame the constitution, how they were going to put things. And, and sometimes there's arguments between them in there too. And, you know, if you're like me, you like to read arguments because you like to argue. Um, but that, that, that being the case, uh, the Article of Confederation, you got to read them folks, read them. I know they're long and they might even seem boring to you, but things are going to pop out to you that today are, are major contentions between left and right. And you're going to see that the founding fathers had ideas about these things. And that's why they framed the constitution the way they did wonderful works, wonderful letters that they wrote back to one another. Uh, it's incredible. And you're going to see 
exactly how the Constitution came to be put into effect and ratified and everything else. Okay. Second one, the right to be treated as welcome visitor rather than a hostile stranger uh, that is protected by the Privilege and Immunities Clause in Article 4, Section 2. And number three, for those who become permanent residents of a state, the right to be treated equally to native-born citizens of that state. This is protection under the 14th Amendment's Privileges privileges of Immunities Clause, citing the majority opinion in the the Slaughter-House case. Justice Stevens said the Privileges or Immunities Clause of the 14th Amendment has always been common ground that this clause protects the third component of the right to travel. Okay, there you have it. Bam. It's a law. It's stated in the Constitution, and it was affirmed by the Supreme Court. So, Dr. Wen, you can put that in your syringe, and you can inject it into your buttocks, as far as I'm concerned. Pardon me, folks. This is a really emotional subject for me. I don't like it when people from other countries come to our country and tell me that we do things the wrong way. I've worked with, um, being in the construction years ago, I worked with um, some Germans. I'm from Germany. Um, he's probably dead now. I can say his name. One of the guys' name was Willie Becker. And Willie Becker always talked about how much better Germany was than the United States. And a lot of us told him, well, if you, if you feel that way, why don't you go back? You know? And uh, But he kept it up over and over and over again, and, and to the point where some people threatened his health. <laughs> okay. Um, you don't mess with construction workers in the United States, okay? Especially unionized construction workers, because they'll, you know, ask Jimmy Hoffa what, what he thinks about that. Uh, he wasn't a constru- in the construction workers. He was in the Teamsters, which is even more rigid than the construction workers. Um, but, <clears throat> and we had others too. I've, I've worked in, um, I worked in one place. I think it was, um, oh yeah. I worked in a pharmacy uh, down in Sacramento where the woman was from Iran. I won't say her name because she's probably still around if she hasn't been run out of the country already. But um, she would always talk about France, how much better France was. Oh, France this, France that. And to the point where one day I offered a ticket to go back to France. I said, I'll pay for it. you know. And she said, oh, that would be good because if you – got me the ticket to come there. I could afford the ticket to come back. And I said, no, you don't understand. If I buy you the ticket to go, you don't come back. And you know, she was a little mad at me. I don't know why. <laughs> but she was a little mad at me um, after I said that. And, uh, but uh, I, I work with several Iranians. And there, there are some good Iranian people out there. But the ones I work with, I'm telling you, arrogant as the day is long. Um, anyway, I'm really getting... My blood's starting to boil thinking about these things. But I've always worked with people that thought, I worked with another Frenchman that talked about how much better France was. You know, and a bunch of us, it was the same pharmacy, actually. A bunch of us told him, you know, hey, if you like it better, go back. We don't want you here. You know, he changed his tune right away, you know. But uh, anyway, um, let me get on with this. So anyway, we we, now we saw that, um, or heard, you heard, I read it, I saw it. that uh, it's always been the intent of the founding fathers and the, the constitution, especially under the, what was it the 14th amendment that uh, there's free travel in this country and that it can't be infringed upon. Uh, the only time it can be infringed upon is if you're a felon 
and you're told that you need, uh, as conditions of parole, that you need to stay in your state and you can't leave. Okay, things like that. Then they can tell you, but you basically thrown away your rights if you do stuff like that. Although nowadays it seems like they have more rights than uh, people that obey the law. But that's another subject for another day. <clears throat> okay, now we're going to go into Leanna Wynn. We went into this, okay. Um, then we're going to go into, this is, uh, now there's going to be maybe a couple of uh, nasty words in this because this guy here, uh, louder is, um, he's a good guy. He's passionate about what he does, but, uh, he's kind of free with the mouth. And, um, and again, I don't fault him for that. Um, people of, um, you know, worldly people are going to have worldly ways. Okay. So, um, you know, you, I get so mad sometimes at Christians because they get mad at people that aren't Christians. And I'm like, well, why are you getting mad at them? They're just acting like they're supposed to act. But you're not acting like you're supposed to act. So why aren't you loving these people instead of getting mad at them? Oh, that, that goes over real well. Um, but anyway, you can see here, there's Leanna Wynn. And boy, she doesn't look like she's very happy. Um, and she's talking here. And then he starts editing or, you know, talking about what she said. So um, let's uh, let's give a listen to what uh, what is said here, and uh, and we'll go from there. Okay, here we go. Oh, we got five, four, three, two, one second, and then we can skip the ad. It doesn't make them constitutional lawyers, right? Yeah. This oh, is this minute, is an folks. issue. I got to start. You actually can drink at home. Uh, get back come to on, man. Yeah. The immunity, okay. if you already, you know, I was okay, watching C- CNN this morning. And it's not just what you see in the news. It's what they don't tell you. That's what's very important. In other words, if ever you feel as though you're getting something incomplete, wait, wait, hold on a second. What is the immunity with that, like, with that story? What is the immunity if you already have the virus? Yeah. They'll never bring it up. No, They'll never bring it story. It's a non-issue. Same thing with this doctor on CNN who I was watching this morning. Uh, doctor. Dr. Leanna Wen is her name. You've probably seen this crazy communist. Uh, I, and I don't have evidence for that. But if I had to bet, she's probably banging Eric Swalwell. A little hyperbole. <laughs> she's, um, mm. She said is an authoritative source on CNN. She's CNN's medical analyst and Washington Post contributing columnist. There you go. That'll get, some, that'll get a nice seat on a board at a think tank. Here's her this morning, I believe. We need to start looking at the choice to remain unvaccinated the same as we look at driving while intoxicated. You have the option (laughs) to not get vaccinated if you want, but then you can't go out in public. Because when you go out in public, you have the potential of infecting other people with a potentially deadly disease. Just potential, like potential. You can choose to drink in private if you want. But if you get behind the wheel of a car and can endanger other people, there is an obligation by society to prevent you from doing that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the what President Biden did today is exactly right to say that the vaccinated should not have to pay the price for the so-called choices of the unvaccinated anymore. So-called Although choices. To your point, Chris, I definitely um wished that he had also announced some type of proof of vaccination okay good yeah. remember hey remember by the way when they they said uh, even dr fauci maybe someone can bring this up uh, from the control room because let just like masks he said you're not gonna be able to mandate people to get vaccinated yeah he said you know if the people won't you can't force them to right now saying this so-called choice um you mean freedom i mean whenever i'm you unvaccinated i tend to you know 
swerve all over, hit people on bikes, fight right. a cop. Here's something else. The reason it's a bad analogy, you actually can drink at home and then drive. Yeah. Provided you can, you're yeah. not over the legal limit and you're not inebriated. People do it all the time. In some states, I don't know if it still is, but in some states, you could drink while in the car because the point wasn't, is there alcohol in the car? It's, are you inebriated? Does it harm your mental faculties? Yeah, are yeah. you unable to, uh, to, to make reactions in time? So it's not a valid comparison. No. Also, let's compare that risk to that of COVID, if you're well, making a risk assessment program. The whole thing here is this is always done under the guise of the greater good. She's saying, well, it's not really a choice because your decision affects me. Well, remember when people were told your decision to not be vaccinated doesn't affect the vaccine because the vaccinated can't catch it? Right, yeah. That's what, that's what we were t- – until the definition was changed. Well, plus, I've done some research, and I do know the effects alcohol has on the body. Yes. Oh, so as opposed to the answers we're getting for the yeah. vaccine. You followed the science. He did I followed field, the science. He did field research. Yeah, yeah. I did. I, yeah. I did a field sobriety research. Yeah. <laughs> and then woke up in a field. <laughs> and here's something else, too, just to give you an idea, this person who's a medical expert. And this is also why medical experts, first off, they may not necessarily be medical experts. Uh, I've done some yeah. research into Rihanna Wen here. And this is someone who's presented to you on <laughs> CNN as unbiased. No, this is not. This is a leftist <laughs> activist, of course. Uh, my problem is not if you're left, if you're right. It's if you lie to me about it. She's dishonest about it. She's not forthcoming about it. And CNN certainly is not forthcoming about it. Uh, but let's assume that she was an unbiased doctor. Let's assume that Fauci was an unbiased doctor. Oops. That also doesn't make them constitutional lawyers. Right. Yeah. This is, this is an issue that people need to understand is these people have a lane and their only lane, their only tool is a hammer, so they look at every problem as a nail. That's why you get to the point where the CDC says we have the authority to uh, screw landlords and tell people they don't have to pay rent. Yeah. What? Why? Uh, public health crisis. But that's unconstitutional. That's a violation of my property rights. I don't know anything about that. I just know the vaccine. <laughs> and there's a lipid layer, the virus, the microbe. The point is it's too scientific for you. Uh, we're going to take your property. So she also said right here, case in point, that she claimed unvaccinated Americans actually, as far as she knows, don't have a right to travel. But there's an even bigger reason, too, which is I think we really need to make it clear that there are privileges associated (laughs) with being an American, that if you wish to have these privileges, you need to get vaccinated. Travel and having the right to travel interstate, it's not a constitutional right, as far as I'm, as far as I know, to, um, to, to, uh, to board Wrong. a plane. And so saying that if you want to stay unvaccinated, that's your choice. But if you want to travel, you better go get that vaccine. Oh, well, it's funny that she should mention that huh. yeah. uh, because yeah. there actually is a right to travel. Oh, really? Established what? for the 1999 case, what? Signs versus Roe. A lot of Roes in these big cases. Yeah, what's up with that Roe? <laughs> is this Roe showing up at the Supreme Court like, Roe, quit making it, quit showing up in our higher courts. What the hell are you doing? Is that so weird? the 1999 case, Signs versus Roe, it includes the rights of citizens to move freely between states. Hmm. So she actually says, there's no right to that as far as I know. Okay, well, we've established now. All the sources are available, letterlcutter.com. You don't know. Yeah, it yeah. is a right. And this is the issue when they say, well, no, we don't know about the rights. Therefore, they don't exist. Well, hold on a second. There actually is a right. Ah, la, 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 la. Hold on a second. Wait, wait a second. The CDC doesn't have the, that. Those are private property rights. You can't force you can't force yeah. a, a, someone who actually owns that property to to have to allow someone to stay there rent free for nine months. That's their property. That's a violation of actual property. I don't know what property rights are. Ah, la, 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 la. And on CNN, it's good enough for everyone there. I think that was Chris Cuomo in that last one. It's like, there's no right to travel uh, in America as far as I know. I was like, mm, good point. Yeah, mm, nobody fucked that. <laughs> there's not one person to go wrong. 
Well, you didn't have to do that. Just hedge it and say, well, you know, I don't, I don't know if there is, but I, it kind of sounds like there might be because we can do it. So what are you saying? Every road that goes into another state has to have a checkpoint where you show your papers? Like, That's I'm vaccinated. I get to go through here. Or I'm not vaccinated. I guess I got to turn this back. conditional freedom is just disgusting. Well, it's too, there's a reason we don't put doctors in charge of everything. We said this at the very beginning right. of this. There's a reason that they advise the president because the president has to take into consideration a ton of other things. Like, I don't know, having an economy and a life. There's a reason you don't put doctors in charge of hospitals. Most of them aren't even employees. You know that? A lot of them are contractors. Oh, the doctors? Yeah, depending on the hospitals. You have business managers manage the hospitals. privileges there, yeah. This is something, it doesn't mean that they know how to manage an economy. It's a constitutionally recognized right to travel. Yeah. And Dr. Leanna Wen, who's completely unbiased at CNN, says, not as far as I know. And she can't even be bothered just to run a quick Google search. Like when yeah. Barack Obama or Joe Biden say 77 yeah. cents in the dollar, you're like, oh, well, that's been debunked by every single economist. That's why we know it's a lie. By the way, she's a completely honest uh, scientist cited by CNN who uh, just so happened to be the head of Planned Parenthood, just ah. so you know, mm. while we're talking about science. Hey, where does life begin? What is Planned Parenthood? Parenthood belief. If, if it's past the uh, the six week mark, do you have two hearts? What about when a lot of abortions are performed uh, in the second term? Does a woman have 20 fingers? Does a woman have 20 toes? Does a woman have a vagina and a penis if this happens to be in her body? Her body, her choice? Where does that so. end? Planned Parenthood says, we don't care about the science anymore. It needs to be taxpayer funded, on demand, absolutely, period. And the really funny part about Leanna Wen is that in January of 2020, I don't want to assume that she's uh, carrying the water for the Chinese Communist Party oh, at this point. Would, yeah, she definitely. wrote this article... CNN, uh, just to be clear, Leanna Wen, YouTube, just so you don't autocorrect us, we have the source available, autocorrect.com, Baltimore Sun, wow. Leanna Wen wrote this, that the flu is more lethal than COVID <gasps> in 2020. When did she write that? She in wrote 2020. It in 2020. I guess the oh. science changed. Yeah, maybe the Weird. science changed. That's fine. <laughs> but the Constitution doesn't. Watch Louder with Crowder live. Well, what do you think about that, folks, huh? <clears throat> Aside from being a little crass and rude and crude, uh, but in, in some ways pretty funny, um, <clears throat> they pointed out a lot of good things. They pointed out a lot of bad things about Leanna Wynn. Wynn but um, so obviously she's a person that might be versed in in medicine, but not necessarily in science because science doesn't change. I'm sorry. Um Science always stays the same. It just doesn't change. It's you drop a bowling ball on your foot. That's the law of gravity. Okay. You, um, you don't polish your car ever after you buy it. The, um, the law of entropy is going to end in, <clears throat> end up, uh, destroying your car. It's going to rust. Uh, the, the paint's going to, is going to fade, you know, the whole nine yards. It's, it's it's there. It's true. The law of entropy is, and uh, that things will decay unless they're acted upon by an outside force. Okay, <clears throat> and um, hopefully an outside force, and uh, maybe like Donald Trump will come in and take care of this and, and take care of the entropy that's happening in our government and in our country because it certainly isn't advancing. It's degressing. So let's see what we have next. Okay, a lot of these are going to be her. Talking, but you notice how she said that it's a it's a privilege <clears throat> to go from state to state, and she said, as far as I know, it's not a right. It's like, well, again, you're a doctor and you don't know something like this, and you're going to get on and make such a statement, and you don't research it first. Sorry, that's a major fail. That is not a doctor that I would check, I, that, that I would trust um, taking out a, a defective organ 
uh, fixing something, uh, you know, get shot. I, I wouldn't want her there fixing it because, you know, if, if you can't get such a simple thing right, how can you get something medical right that's going to affect somebody's life and maybe kill them if you don't know what you're doing? So she's she's a major fail. She really is. And, she, and CNN's a major fail anyway, so they probably go together really well. But um, one or the other needs to get rid of one or the other. And, uh, and but CNN, you know, they're, 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 um, they're propaganda whores and that's all they are. And, and they're going to take anybody's opinion uh, as long as it speaks to their agenda. So, and who knows, maybe she got offered a lot of money to say what she said, because obvious it's obviously she, she said that the flu is deadlier than COVID, but now she's on there saying that COVID's deadlier and that uh, we have to treat it, treat it much stricter than we do the flu when the flu comes around. So whatever you, you heard it yourself. You can make the judgment yourself. Um, okay, let's listen to the next uh, video we have here. Dr. Leanna Wen, deep state liar. Okay, let's see what Dr. Leanna has to say here. Okay, we got a countdown. And I'm going to remember that. Vaccinated and unvaccinated people are mixing unless there is proof of vaccination. Everybody should still be wearing masks. And so I actually support what the CDC is now doing, which is going back to this indoor mask requirement, because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated, that they have been walking around without masks. And in fact, that's what led to the surge that we're seeing. Oh, that's a lie. That's a bold face lie. I don't know. My question again is if you got vaccinated, what are you worried about? You know, I, I've asked this of people that, you know, there's always been these people that insist that your child be vaccinated before they go to school and everything. And uh, we don't want our children getting sick. Well, you just kind of contradicted yourself because if they got the vaccination, especially for measles, mumps and rubella and other things that kids pass around real easy, you know, um, Chicken pox. Let's look at chicken pox. You know, if you're vaccinated against it or you've had it, you have titers for it. Um, and you shouldn't need to worry. Uh, I had chicken pox when I was, geez, how old was it? Probably about four. Yeah, probably about four years old. And, um, ever since then, I've been around kids that have had it. I've been around adults that have had it. <clears throat> Never caught it once. So I had it. I got natural immunity and I'm, I'm over it. I'll never get it again. And you're saying, well, you can get the shingles. Well, you, you're not going to prove that to me. I think that's just a, um, I think it's just a bunch of garbage to get people to take the, the shingles vaccine. Um, and, and besides, I had shingles right after I had chicken pox. And as far as I can remember, it's not something that was painful enough to cause me to remember. And I do remember things from back when I was four years old. Um, and I would remember that. <laughs> Trust me. Okay, so so there we had her lying again, saying that the unvaccinated are the problem. And uh, when the whole time, I know she knows this, I know, because you're going to see in a few minutes that she does know it, that it's the vaccinated people that are spreading this, okay? Not the unvaccinated. They're, they're walking cheddars. They're walking uh, COVID-19 factories and everywhere they go, they're shedding this stuff all over the place. Um, I've heard stories and from reliable sources of women that, especially nurses that have worked in nursing stations with, um, and they, you know, 
the once a month thing that, that women have, um, the period, uh, their periods have been interrupted. They, they're either coming more frequently or they're, they're not coming at all, or they're coming, you know, they're, they're late two weeks or something like that. And it never happened to them when they work with their coworkers before the COVID shop. And now that their co- coworkers have gotten the COVID shot, they're experiencing this. Um, <clears throat> spontaneous abortions from people that are hanging around people that have had, um, had the, uh, death jab. And, uh, so it's affecting people that have never had it. You just have to be around one of these people and you can catch it. So just be careful if you're around people that got in- injected with this stuff, folks. It's, uh, they're walking time bombs and, uh, the evidence proves that I'm right. They, they say that they have evidence that, that we're giving. Well, where's your evidence? I want to see your evidence. Show me lab reports. Show me, show me something that I can read, except I don't want to hear garbage from a face like this. Okay. Meaning a medical professional that thinks she's a professional, but she's just a, a COVID whore basically is what she is. So, um, oh, that's why I got to get off of this. The next one. Okay, virologist predicts three likely pandemic outcomes. Ooh, that's interesting. Um, this woman used to be, uh, work in Baltimore. Um, she used to be a muckety muck in the medical professions over in, um, I think she worked for actually the, the state of Maryland or the city of Baltimore at one time. And, uh, so she's, um, she's got, uh, uh, what do they call that when, uh, they've had a lot of experience and they think they're better than everybody else. She's a legend in her own mind, I think, really. But um, so let's see. Let's see what we have. To, what she has to say here. And again, these are short um, clips. So. I think this really depends on what it is that we do at this point. So now we have this Delta variant that is much more contagious. Because it's more contagious, it's going to be even harder for us to reach herd immunity. We're going to have to vaccinate an even higher proportion of people to get there. What happens then if we end up having another variant developing that's even more contagious, that could cause more disease, that could evade the protection of our immune system? And so how quickly we get this under control and which way we go depends on on what we do now when it comes to vaccination, to overcoming disinformation. And what we really need to do at this point is to make vaccination the easy choice. It needs to be hard for people to remain unvaccinated. Right now, it's kind of the opposite. It's fine. I mean, it's easy if you're unvaccinated. You can do everything you want to do anyway. But at some point, these mandates by workplaces, by schools, I think it will be important to say, hey, you can opt out. But if you want to opt out, you have to sign these forms. You have to get twice weekly testing. Basically, we need to make getting vaccinated the easy choice that is what it's going to take for us to actually end the pandemic all right dr lena Wen, max did you hear that folks if you're not going to get vaccinated we're going to make your life hard we're going to make it hard on you you're not going to be able to go here you're not going to be able to go there like she said before you're not going to be able to go from state to state which is a bunch of uh, a crock of um horse manure um and look at these idiots up here this guy, a lower right-hand corner, he looks like he's thinking about using the restroom. This guy up here looks like he just got out of the restroom after this guy was in there. Sorry, I don't mean to be crude. This woman here, look at the smug look on her face. Oh, we've got the unvaccinated now. We've got them on the run. And you got propaganda Pam here. Um, actually, Leanna, I, I got to think of um, a name for her. But anyway, so... She speaks again. 
Uh, we need to make life hard for the unvaccinated. We need to make it to where getting vaccinated is the easy thing to do and not the hard thing to do. Well, yeah, if you're going to take personal choice away from people, maybe then, and that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to use strong arm tactics to get people to come in and get that stupid death jab. Um, but I think that all the people that are going to get it have gotten it. <clears throat> okay. And I, I don't remember if it was this video or if it was the last one, but she talked about um, the Delta variant being much more virulent, much more powerful um, del the Delta, um, Delta variant is, and that they're going to have to keep, every time a strong variant comes along, they're going to have to vaccinate again and again and again and again. And that's because they're killing the immune system. Um, there was a person on not too long ago, <clears throat> um, it was a, a an audio that I listened to, <clears throat> excuse me, and um, this lady, she's a naturopath, and she said the first shot kills 50% of your ability to fight things. In other words, you only have 50% of your protection against uh, outside invaders in your body. The next shot takes another 25% away, so now you're looking at 75% of your, of your ability to uh, fight infection on your own is taken away, and this basically replaced by this this shot which after a while just doesn't have the effect that it had before and so it's not only has killed 75 percent of your immune system but it's also it's it's losing its, its effectiveness leaving you with only 25 percent of what you had to begin with in the third shot um it was said that um it just kills everything because well the second shot is giving <clears throat> given eight weeks um, after the first shot and eight weeks is when your, your body starts renewing your white blood cells. So what they're doing is they're coming in at 28 days. I think that's the period they want you to wait 28 days. And just when your body's beginning to make <clears throat> new white blood cells, this thing comes in and kills them. Okay. And it kills your ability to do it. So by the time you're getting the boosters, my goodness, your, your immune system is basically dead anyway. And the shot takes over. But the shot only lasts for so long. And by now you've got a dead immune system. So you're going to have to keep going back again and again and again and again the rest of your life in order to get shots. And if they stop the shots or something like that, <clears throat> you're going to have no immune system. And the first thing that comes along that's <clears throat> halfway deadly, the flu um, or something else, you're gone. Sorry, you're a goner. So anyway, <clears throat> excuse me post-nasal drip or something. I am uh, quite adamant about this subject, folks. I really am. Uh, I've got loved ones that have taken this vaccine and they're, they're oblivious to it. They really are. And it just grieves me. And, and uh, anyway, next video, Dr. Leanna Wen is the most dangerous woman in America. Yep. That's the title of our show tonight. Uh, so let's go ahead and, and go with this here. I absolutely think we should have that requirement. I think it was a major oversight on the part of the Biden administration to not issue this yesterday. And we have to talk about the reason. The reason isn't so much that we need to keep our, our train travel and plane travel even safer. They are pretty safe, although I definitely think that having a vaccine requirement would make it even safer and probably encourage many people who are vaccinated or who have young kids and want to protect them. Um, maybe it'll help to encourage those people to start traveling again. But there's an even 
even bigger reason too, which is I think we really need to make it clear that there are privileges associated with being an American, that if you wish to have these privileges, you need to get vaccinated. Travel and having the right to travel in our state, it's not a constitutional right as far as I'm as far as I know to um, to to uh, to board a plane. And so saying that if you want to stay unvaccinated, that's your choice. But if you want to travel, you better go get that vaccine. That if you wish to have these privileges, you need to get vaccinated. Come on, you crazy bitch. Oops. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, I didn't know that was there. I never watched it all the way through. Um, although it, it's kind of applicable, but distasteful. Um, okay, again, she's going with the, um, it's a right to travel. That as Americans, we have um, privileges, excuse me. It's a privilege. Again, a privilege is something that's granted that can be taken away from a government or a higher authority, our human authority. So, uh, your driver's license is considered a privilege. Um, you know, you screw up, they yank your license. You know, it's something that can be taken away. There's tons of things like that in, in our society, but there are also things that are called unalienable rights. And those are things that are granted to us from a much higher power. Uh, namely Yahweh, and those things are <clears throat> the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Or um, another way of putting that, before that phrase became popular, um, it's life, liberty, and um, they wanted it. I think Ben Franklin wanted it that way, or didn't want it that way, but it was life, liberty, and property. Okay, and that was that was taken away, and it was replaced with the pursuit of happiness. Um, which, which sets people up for a whole bunch of things because what makes you happy? You know, if you're into pornography, that makes you happy. So you should be allowed to pursue that according to the, the, what the way it's phrased, you know, it doesn't mean it's right. It doesn't mean it's moral. It doesn't mean it's ethical, but the way it's phrased, uh, a person could use that for, um, for their own nefarious purposes. So something that, uh, words mean a lot and, and people need to realize that and, um, I need to practice it, actually. But, um, okay. Let's see. We're going to go to the next one. This guy's pretty good, actually. Um, makes a lot of good points, but he's um, echoing the sentiment of a lot of us that uh, don't believe that we should push, be pushed into getting a shot that's going to kill us. Okay. Let's listen to him. This is a longer uh, video, so here we go. What's happening? It's Christian Supreme, and I hope you have a blessed, amazing day. I know I am. When you live with Jesus as your guide, my friends, every day is blessed. My friends, let me introduce you to Dr. Lena Wen. She's from Shanghai, China. She's an American and Chinese nationalist. And she is a doctor. But I want you to listen to the panic in her voice when she is talking about needing to get us all with the V word. Check it out and I'll be back.
think this really depends on what it is that we do at this point. So now we have this Delta variant that is much more contagious. Because it's more contagious, it's going to be even harder for us to reach herd immunity. We're going to have to vaccinate an even higher proportion of people to get there. What happens then if we end up having another variant developing that's even more contagious, that could cause more disease, that could evade the protection of our immune system? And so how quickly we get this under control and which way we go depends on what we do now when it comes to vaccination, to overcoming disinformation. And what we really need to do at this point is to make vaccination the easy choice. It needs to be hard for people to remain unvaccinated. Right now, it's kind of the opposite. It's fine. I mean, it's easy if you're unvaccinated. You can do everything you want to do anyway. But at some point, these mandates by workplaces, by schools, I think it will be important to say, hey, you can opt out. But if you want to opt out, you have to sign these forms. You have to get twice weekly testing. Basically, we need to make getting vaccinated the easy choice. That is what it's going to take for us to actually end the pandemic. All right, Dr. Lena Wen. My friends, did you hear the panic in her voice? What happens? What happens if another variant comes out? We already got the second variant, the Delta variant, that's more contagious. Even though the statistics show that it's the people that have gotten the V word that are really being affected more than anybody. That's right. They like to go by the numbers and the statistics and the science when it's on their side. Only when it's on their side, my friends. This lady needs to realize that she's in the United States of America. You're not in China. You're from Shanghai, China, but now you are in the United States of America. In Shanghai, China, you can make it more difficult for people to live without getting this V word. But here we are free. In the United States of America, we have a constitution that protects our rights, our God-given rights. You might not know much about our God-given rights, because I'm not sure if being from China, you even care. Right? But Dr. Wen, you need to realize where you're living and where you're at. It is not okay to make it difficult for people to live, to not go get a shot if they don't go get a shot. That is not okay in the United States of America. We, the people, have the power. We, the people, are in control. The government are our public servants. They do what we, the people, say. Not what you say, with the panic in your voice. We need to get everybody this way. My friends, think about it. Think about it. If this shot, or if any V-word really worked, right? If any of them really worked, what would it matter if people didn't get it? If you have it, if you look at the definition, it's supposed to give you immunity and it has part of the disease in it, which this does not. That's why most people aren't going to get it and it's not FDA approved, right? But according to the definition, 
It is not the V word, this shot. And if you just look around and see what's going on, even in your personal life, I bet you, you know, somebody who got the shot and has gotten the virus after getting the shot. So there's no immunity. My friends, stop listening to people that are out for the China, Chinese government, that are out to run the world, right? It's not just her. It's a lot of these people in our government on both sides, right? Not just Democrats. We got a lot of rhinos, too. That want to do nothing but control us through fear and division. And it's time for us, we the people of the United States of America, to turn to God. Bring him back into the center of our lives, which will bring him into the back of the center of our country. And start trusting God instead of trusting man. And start looking at our similarities and how we can come together and move humanity forward with God at the center of our lives. Because my friends, anything and all things are possible with God. But when you're trusting man and you're allowing them to, contr to control you through fear, then you're being motivated by the devil. Who would want to be motivated by the evil one? Unless you are evil. My friends, be not afraid. These people want to keep you scared so they can keep you controlled. God is more powerful than any man, than any virus, than anything that comes from this earth. Realize that, my friends, and know who is for you and who is against you. And these people in the media, at 60% in the latest poll, agree with me on, are the enemy of the people. Go to stopmediabiasnow.com and sign up and send out the emails to the sponsors and advertisers of these fake news media outlets. And let's get them defunded. But my friends, surrender to God and realize now that with him, you are powerful. You have the Holy Spirit. You are powerful. And anything is possible with God. Y'all have a phenomenal day. My name is Christian Supreme. I believe in each and every one of you, my friends. Go out, make it happen, spread love, unity, and joy around the world, my friends. It is time to come together. Where we go one, we go all. And yes, that means everybody of every color, every race, every sexuality, every gender, every country, every religion, every everything. We are all going to live this beautiful, prosperous life that God meant for, for us to live. If you want to come along with us. We welcome you, my friends. Y'all be blessed. That was interesting.
there's a couple of things he said at the end I don't agree with, but <clears throat> you know, whatever. Um, but I think he echoes the sentiment of a lot of us that, um, you know, when it comes to people like Leanna Wynn, that we don't want to hear her garbage anymore. And that he basically said in no uncertain terms that she's a communist agent and that we uh, don't take dictates from communist agents. Uh, we are free people and we will act like a free people and we will refuse this death jab if we want to. Um, if in fact she did take it, because I think a lot of them say they did, but they didn't, um, then she won't be a problem for the next, I don't know, next two or three years she'll be gone. But um, in the meanwhile, she is, and uh, we just got to be careful. We have to, <clears throat> like the scripture says, we have to watch or be careful for every tree that we see, we have to bear its fruit. Okay. Leanna Wen has rotten fruit on her tree. A matter of fact, her tree's rotten. The roots are basically rotten, but, um, but she's trying to infect other trees. She's trying to infect me, infect me, you and other people with her lies. So we just need to, that's why I'm doing this show tonight. I want you to know about her. I want you to know what she is, who she is, what she's doing and who she's working for. And if you know those things, then you, you've got the knowledge and knowledge is power and you can spread this knowledge to other people and help them to understand too. Um, we're like people working in the bank that, uh, that feel the money to see if it's counterfeit or not. You know, you can look at it and you won't know, but if you feel it, you know, you'll, you'll know it, it has a different texture and everything else. And when you feel the money, you know that it's counterfeit and she's a counterfeit. Um, shame on her for being a doctor. I mean, and, and acting like this because she's sending people to their deaths by ins insisting that they get this death jab. And, uh, if she's got a conscience at all, which I don't think she has, um, she's going to be suffering with that conscience for a long time. Um, I mean, if she lives, but, um, anyway, let's go to the next one. All right. We're still on rumble here. Hmm. Got a lot of rumbles. Let's see. I forgot what was on this one, but why don't we just <clears throat> refresh my memory and, and let you see too. So, all right, here we go. At least the ads with uh, Rumble are a lot easier to digest. We now know, based on the CDC, they are now able, we, but with the Delta variant, because they carry so much more virus, they could transmit it to their unvaccinated family members. And so I, for example, even though I'm fully vaccinated, my children are not because they're too young to be vaccinated. So I need to be now careful for my children because of all the unvaccinated people around us. And those who are Did you hear that? She realized that she made a mistake. She said that people that are vaccinated carry the virus. And you got to be careful when you're around people that are unvaccinated because you could give them the virus. And then she's like, whoopsie, I made a mistake. And she says, that's why we have to be careful around people that are unvaccinated. I think that she was, you could take that two ways, okay? Either she was talking about the unvaccinated, that they're a danger, which she said all along, 
or she was talking about actually being careful. Let's let's listen to that again, okay? Are vaccinated? We now know, based on the CDC, they are now able. We but with the Delta variant, because they carry so much more virus, they could transmit it to their unvaccinated family members. And so, I, for example, even though I'm fully vaccinated, my children are not because they're too young to be vaccinated. So I need to be now careful for my children because of all the unvaccinated people around us. See, she says, because of all the unvaccinated people, that that's a little fishy. I don't know. I think she was saying that we need to be careful that we don't, well, they need to be careful that they don't give it to us, the unvaccinated. But she almost makes it sound like it's the unvaccinated that are the problem. So, okay. This woman's a snake, I'm telling you. She really is. Um, let's go to the next one. <clears throat> I don't know if we've heard this before, but let's let's listen and see what um, <clears throat> the dishonorable doctor has to say. We need to start looking at the choice to remain unvaccinated the same as we look at driving while intoxicated. Oh, here we go again. You have the option to not get vaccinated if you want, but then you can't go out in public. Because when you go out in public, you have the potential of infecting other people with a potentially deadly disease. Just like potential. you can choose to drink in private if you want. But if you get behind the wheel of a car and can endanger other people, there is an obligation by society to prevent you from doing that. So I, I think the what President Biden did today is exactly right to say that the vaccinated should not have to pay the price for the so-called choices of the unvaccinated anymore. Although to your point, Chris, I definitely um, wished that he had also announced some type of proof of vaccination because at this point we have this flimsy piece of paper that's so easy to counterfeit and I, I mean we don't allow this to board an airplane right you don't go to the TSA right. checkpoint and say I am who I say I am here's a piece of paper right. where I wrote my name some I mean states, we have though, ID for this reason and some states are doing reason. it right New York is doing it but you're right we need a national system for these kinds of policies to take hold I have one more Okay, there she goes again. It's akin to driving drunk. <laughs> I can't see that. I'm sorry. I can't see it. Dri People know that when they drink, they get inebriated. Okay? It's a fact. People know it. They know that as much as they might deny it, <clears throat> they know that it affects them. That's why a lot of times they're hesitant to get in their cars. That's why a lot of times... uh People take the keys away from people when they come to parties and don't give them back at the end, make them sleep it off at their house. Um, so it's, it's a known hazard. We don't know anything about this vaccine. We don't know if it's safe. Uh, judging by what's happening nowadays with uh, many of the people that have gotten a vaccine coming down with the, the new variant and dropping dead, it's becoming quite evident that uh, the vaccine is the problem and not the unvaccinated people. If anything, the unvaccinated need to stay away from these schmucks that got the vaccination. Um, you know, if, if you're going to look at it, uh, <clears throat> with real eyes and with real, and listen to it with real ears, um, it's the ones that are unvaccinated that are in danger of being around the vaccinated. And if it's, if the numbers are right, there's two vaccinated for every unvaccinated. So there's two chances that, that an unvaccinated person can get sick from a vaccinated. Um, but again, a lot of us have the, uh, the, the immunity already and their whole thing is the herd immunity. Now herd immunity means that after a certain amount of people have gotten sick and they've recovered, now this works naturally. It's not working with this, this, uh, death jab, but 
naturally, you know, enough people get it to where um, they have immunity to it and um, the disease or the disease, it's not a disease, it's an infection. The infection starts to wear off and starts to die. Okay. Because there aren't as many people to infect. So that being the case, uh, that's what they're counting on. But now they're like, oh, well, see, they know, they know that the vaccine doesn't work. They know, well, I don't know if she knows. I'm, I'm sure she's clueless about a lot of things. Um, but the people that are in the know know <clears throat> that the vaccine doesn't work, that if it works for a little while, it works for a little while, and that's it. That's why we have the boosters. And they know that when it gets into people who are vaccinated, it, it's like an incubator. It's like being in an incubator. It grows stronger. And, and the vaccine then is released into the population stronger than it was before. And it, beca- it has become a new variant. And um, so they're just accelerating the problem with the shots. They're just accelerating the problem by demanding that people go out and get shots and it's it's turning into a demand anymore you know and we'll see what happens in the days to come but um anyway let's go to the next video those who are vaccinated we now know based on the cdc they are now able we but with the delta variant because they carry so much more virus more they virus transmitted to their unvaccinated family members transmitting so it spreading i for example even though i'm fully vaccinated my children are not because they're too young to be vaccinated so i need to be now careful for my children because of all the unvaccinated people around us Oh, she's afraid she's going to get her children sick even though she's vaccinated. She admits that when you're vaccinated, you carry more of the virus. She admits that the vaccinated people are spreading COVID. That's all we're going to watch of that. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of Alex Jones. I, I believe that he is doing a good thing a lot of times, but half of his program is buy this from me. And I can't stand that. So <clears throat> I listen to the important parts and chuck the rest out. Um, I don't watch a news program to be coddled into, uh, codgered, excuse me, into, uh, buying the, the, uh, the program's, um, paraphernalia. So anyway, let's see this. I think this is the last uh, video, if I'm not mistaken. So here we go clear to them that the vaccine is the ticket back to pre-pandemic life. And the window to do that is really narrowing. I mean, you were mentioning, Chris, about how all these states are reopening. They're reopening at 100%. And we have a very narrow window to tie reopening policy to vaccination status. Because otherwise, if everything is reopened, then what's the carrot going to be? How are we going to incentivize people to actually get the vaccine? So that's why I think the CDC and the Biden administration needs to come out a lot bolder and say, if you're vaccinated, you can do all these things here are all these freedoms that you have because otherwise people are going to go out and enjoy these freedoms anyway well you heard it it's a carrot they're offering carrots for people to go out and get vaccinated they think that you and i are pack animals that were mules that can be led forward by offering us a carrot on the end of a stick um sorry Ms. Wen, it's not going to happen. I don't even call you a doctor anymore. You're not a doctor. You're a public relations campaigner. Um, 
you just took all your degrees as far as I'm concerned and you flushed them down the toilet. I would not trust you for any medical advice. <clears throat> so folks, here we have it. We have this, well, unsafe to fly. Okay. Um, so here we have this uh, degenerate of a doctor saying that we have to do what the government says and that the only way we're going to come out of this, this, um, pandemic supposed pandemic is if we listen to the government do what they say and go like blind little sheep or blind little lemmings that's put over the cliff okay um sorry i'm not a lemming i'm a human being i'm not going to listen i'm not going to obey um you can take your narrative and uh whoa 53 people in the chat come on yeah, it is a felony to make it difficult. I agree. But we got some really good people in here. Good to see, to see another voice. Oh, um, HM Strix, I think is how you pronounce it. With you all the way, man. So, yeah, I'm fighting with a bunch of people too. This, this person is pretty right on actually. <laughs> okay, there's one person that's written 56 times. Oh no, there's two, three, four. Okay. And we've got our usual jackasses that get in here. You know, I just hope that every one of these jackasses that's on here that, you know, if they came down with it, I would <laughs> hail Biden. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. I'll tell you. If I had a dime for every stupid person that got on this chat room, I'm not talking about you, um, HM Strix. Um, but you got to admit that you're, and I see what you mean by when you're battling with a bunch of morons. Um, I just don't battle with them. I ignore them. Morons need to be ignored. So anyway, uh, Wow, I've been on this for an hour and 20 minutes. I didn't intend on going that long, and it's after midnight, and I have to get this ready to publish. So, um, folks, I just wanted to introduce to you the the villainous, uh, the villainous woman um, with a medical degree. Yeah. And, you know, I got to ask you, she's probably, what, all 34 years old? How does somebody get advanced the way she has um, at only 34 unless they've received some help? Um, Obama was the same way, you know, it's like, here's a no, 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 nothing and nobody from Chicago. All of a sudden is he's, um, he's president. You know, a lot of times these people are accelerated by the, uh, the new world order and they're placed in higher positions because they, they obey their handlers and their handlers know that they can use them. But like the communists used to call people like that, they call them useful idiots. They use them until they use them up and, uh, Remember that song, you're going to keep on using me until you use me up. Well, that's what they do. Um, so yeah, let them, let them prosper now while they can, but, uh, you know, they're going to be chaff one of these days. So like some of these people in the, in the uh, chat room. So, okay. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and end this here. I'm going to get going. I got to upload this to one place and then turn it into audio files for two other places and, and then load it up to my Dropbox account, the whole nine yards. So, um, it's going to be a late night. 
So, folks, have a wonderful, uh, let's see what it's today, Fridays. Have a wonderful Saturday and Sunday. We'll be back on Monday, um, me and Brian, and maybe we'll have a guest if, if I can get a guest on. Um, so, having said that, um, hey, uh, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine under you and be gracious unto you. May he watch your going out and your coming in, your rising up and your lying down. May he be with you always and uh, in Yeshua's name. And like I always say, Live long and prosper. Good night, folks.